Good morning, everyone. Um, so we have finally done it. We've made it through Ephesians, um, which is pretty exciting. Well done, everyone. Um, so I've just been asked to give you a short recap on what we've been looking at over the last 12 weeks. Um, and then at the end of when I finish talking, we're actually going to have an opportunity to share um, something that stood out to you in, um, in small groups or with one other person, if you'd like. Um, yeah, so I'll give a short recap and then a time to reflect and discuss what we've been learning. Um, but before I do that, I'll just pray quickly. Dear Lord, thank you um, for this book of Ephesians that you um, uh, encouraged Paul to write to um, Ephesus. Um, we pray that uh, you would continue to speak to us through this book um, and that we would really take in what we have been learning. Um, I thank you for all of the people who have shared um, from their hearts and from different chapters over the last 12 weeks. Um, thank you for their willingness to to teach us something new. I pray that you would, um, yeah, just highlight something for each and every one of us to take home today, Lord. Amen. Um, so, we started this series way back at the beginning of August. Um, Luke gave us an overview of the book and introduced us to the big therefore. So, on the screen there is the um, overview of Ephesians. You can check this out on the Bible Project website. Um, so, basically, the first three books, uh, three chapters, um, are an explanation of the gospel, and then the last three chapters explore how we are to live differently because of the gospel. And in the middle, you can see it on the screen, is the big therefore. I like how Sarah put it a few weeks ago. Basically, God has done such and such, therefore our response is X, Y, Z. It doesn't mean that everything in the second half of the book will happen magically. We still need to put in the work. Um, Luke used the image of a tree with roots going deeper and deeper into God's love and his word, which is why a few of our preachers have used this image as their background. As we grow in love, it is easier for us to love others. So, quick recap of every week. <laughs> Try and keep up with me. <laughs> um, so, in week one, John shared on the first part of Ephesians chapter one. He showed us how much God loves us and that because of this love, or therefore, we should bless the Lord and thank him for all he's done. He encouraged us to think about how we respond to God's love. What is your therefore? God loves you and I, therefore I will dot, dot, dot. Week two, Aaron finished off the chapter one and told us how because Christ is his redeemer who died for him and saved him on the cross, he now offers his life back to God and serves him. Aaron explored a few ways that we can know God through creation, the Bible, and the Holy Spirit and reminded us of all that we are to inherit as children of God. Um, John then shared again in week three on the beginning of chapter two. We are made alive in Christ, therefore we have a purpose, meaning, and hope. We were once sinners, but then God responded with grace and saved us through Jesus. Our response, or our therefore, is to live with faith which then leads to good works. Ephesians 2, 4-5 is a good summary. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. And then verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece, who created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Aaron again finished off the chapter for us. He told us how previously we were separated from God, but then God reconciled us and brought us back to him. And now we are part of his household. 
Therefore, we are now one with Christ and fellow Christians, and we should live in unity and relationship with each other and with God. Uh, Greg then reminded us that God's love includes everyone. It includes you and me. Pretty amazing. Therefore, we are challenged to humbly serve others. The gospel can be fully hard to grasp, but we can see that it changes the hearts and minds through the power of God. Uh, Yoi then shared about the second half of Ephesians 3. As I mentioned at the beginning, we are, when we are deeply rooted and grounded in God's love, we are then compelled, empowered, and enabled to love God back with passion and to love people practically. Finally, we hit the therefore in the middle of the book, with Rachel starting us on, week, on chapter 4. It's a good thing there is only six chapters or it could have taken us a lot longer to reach this point. Um, in the opening sentence of this chapter, Paul answers the big therefore by saying, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Well, how are we to live a life worthy of the calling? We are to be united in Christ. This doesn't mean that we should all be the same, but that we should be a part of the body of Christ working together to share God's love using our unique gifts. So, therefore, we should live differently. Cam reminded us that when non-Christians see the different lives that we live, following what Jesus said and did, they will see something good and want to be a part of it. In this part of chapter 4, Paul lists a bunch of things that we shouldn't do and then provides a better alternative. You can read the chapter and find out a bit more yourself. Um, Back to the background image again. Um, Dan explored the first half of chapter 5 and reminded us that we should take care not to allow weeds or sinful actions to grow up in our lives that will make us unfruitful. Instead, we should remove the weeds and replace them with good plants, such as worship and being thankful for what God has done. We should allow Christ to transform us and imitate him as the head gardener. (laughs) Three weeks ago, everyone's still with me. (laughs) It's a pretty quick run through of everything. Um, So Andrew then explored a more challenging section of Ephesians about husbands and wives, children and fathers, slaves and masters. Rather than get caught up in some of the details, Andrew encouraged us to think about how the people who read the letter would have reacted, impacted by their culture and social standing. He shared that no matter what our situation is, we should serve one another out of reverence for Christ. This is the revolution of God's kingdom that is counter to the way the world works. And to the people listening to the letter, they would have been amazed and really challenged. Cool. The last chapter. Sarah went into a bit more detail on the first four verses of chapter 6, which talks about children and parents. When we are children, we show our trust in Jesus by obeying obeying our parents. As adults, we can honour our parents. Ways that we can honour them include forgiving them, praying for them, speaking well of them to others, and supporting or providing for them. Sarah acknowledged that for some people it can be harder to honour them, but God gives us the grace to do so. God is the only perfect parent that we will have. Something that struck me from this sermon after some conversations with others is that we are called to not only honour our parents, but to honour all those around us, particularly those in the family of God, which we can do on Sunday mornings. Um, Finally, Teresa took us through the different pieces that make up the armour of God. She led us in a prayer as a way of putting on the armour of God. And if you'd like a copy of that prayer, please let us know. We should practice putting on the full armour of God every day to give us strength in the battle against the evil one. Because of the armour of God, we can then stand firm and grow and mature as Christ, Jesus' followers. Cool. 
that's it. That's all 12 weeks. <laughs> um, hopefully you might notice looking at the, the screen that there are actually a couple of themes that come through um, from the different sermons and the different chapters. There's a lot on living in unity, uh, the gifts we've been given from God, serving one another and honouring one another through love. Something that I've been thinking about over the last few weeks is how I can reach out to my neighbours and serve them and show them God's love. Working in the church office, I mainly interact with people from church and occasionally with some of our tenants and visitors who come in. My everyday work is to serve the family of God, but how can I serve those who don't yet know Jesus? God loves me so much and he died for me. Therefore, <laughs> um, therefore, I will love others around me. Including those who do not yet know him. <laughs> this is a bit I cried yesterday when I was reading to Cam. <laughs> um, so I was going to finish with the final words of Ephesians, which is a little closing from Paul. Um, but I thought that actually the first few verses of Ephesians 4 was more appropriate. And this is my prayer for all of you. So, in light of the last 12 weeks, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Sorry. Yeah, if you want to read it with me. <laughs> Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. One spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, that really is my prayer for all of you. Um, God has called you to his family. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, hopefully there's been something that jumped out to you today or um, over the last 12 weeks looking at Ephesians. And... Um, if you want, you can always go back and rewatch any of the sermons on our Facebook page, our website, or our YouTube page. Um, so that's the end of me. <laughs> Thank you, luckily. <laughs> um, we're now just going to have some time to reflect on a few questions, and then um, you can have an opportunity to share in some small groups with each other some things that you've been thinking about. Um, so... Um, first, I just wanted to remind you of the questions that Luke and a few others asked us at the beginning of the series. Perhaps your answers have actually changed since then. Is the gospel still amazing to you? Is the gospel enough for you? Have you been transformed by the good news of God's love? Um, but to also think about these questions and maybe share these questions, uh, your answers with your group. Um, what has stood out to you most during this series? 
What is God saying to you? How are you going to act or live differently?